0: We've been doing this for a year. Has anything changed?
1: Welcome to Longleaf Breeze. Beginners learning subsistence farming using three simple principles. Approaching but never reaching subsistence. It's gotta be fun while we're doing it. And we don't make allness statements. And now, Lee and Amanda Borden
2: Welcome to our podcast of October 20th, 2010. As you said in the uh, the intro, it has been a year, and it's so hard to believe that we've been doing the podcast about Longleaf Breeze, our farm, for a year now. We started October 15th, 2009, with our triple zero sort of introductory podcast and 001.
0: And as I recall, what we talked about in that first podcast not the triple zero but the first numbered podcast was all about the deer fence and the fact that we were getting eaten out of house and home by the deer
2: right and more about that later we'll talk about that's one of our points of progress that we've made during the week uh, during the year rather and by the way I'd like to welcome a special guest that we have with us today our announcer
1: Adrian Lee Borden hello thank you glad to be here
2: we're very glad to ha- have you here, too, and you can probably join us in reflecting on what you've seen change in the last
1: year since we've been doing the podcast. I hope to be able to contribute something wonderful.
2: Good. I'm sure you will. Um, I think we want to talk first about what maybe has remained the same, what's been a constant throughout the last year.
0: Yeah, we have uh, we started out uh, a year ago talking about the three organizing principles of Longleaf Breeze. Uh, Adrian reads them out every week, so yes. um, if you don't know our three principles by now, you've just been hiding under a rock, but it's probably worth repeating. We uh, are approaching, but we'll never reach subsistence. It's got to be fun while we're doing it, and we don't make all misstatements. Uh, those principles haven't changed, although as we'll talk about a little later, we actually tinkered with making a change to them. Um, what else hasn't changed during the year?
2: Well, um, as implied somewhat in your statement is we are committed to subsistence farming. We are specifically committed to organic subsistence farming. And in the face of some of the pests that we've um, confronted during the year, and if you've been listening to the podcast, you know all about those, um, and some of the, the weed problems that we've had, it's a challenge to be committed to that. But I am committed to it, and I know you are too just to continue with our our organic practices and all our growing
0: and during the year we experienced nationally a couple of food scares related primarily to the industrial agricultural system so in a sense we got some validation for what we're doing
2: that's right i think we'll find even more uh people jumping on this bandwagon over the next few years we hope so anyway
0: that's right um And I guess the other thing that I believe hasn't changed is our commitment to low energy use. Um, As you know, we constantly get questions from people. Do you have solar panels? Do you have windmills? We haven't tried to do any energy production at the farm yet, although that may happen one day.
2: Right, but just um, minimizing the amount of power, electricity that we have to use um, has been... Uh, a mainstay of our goal so I think that's that makes sense. Um, You want to talk a little bit about what's
1: changed in the last year?
0: Sure. Adrian. anything occur to you as about what has not changed so far?
1: Well no I was thinking I was going to ask you guys you've been through your first summer and I was going to ask you to reflect on that because there was a lot of um, discussion you were keeping at bay until you had gotten through your first summer. So that that first summer has come and gone. So that's all I want to talk about. But, I mean, that's all I have on the docket Put your bedroom
0: where your mouth is, Dad. (laughs) Well, um, that's probably worth our having some conversation about. Um, I've done some thinking about it, and I know you've done some thinking about it. So uh, it's probably worth getting into that a little bit. The summer turned out to be more challenging than the winter. I would, say. Okay. I would
2: agree. And we had an extremely hot, humid summer. It was a prolonged period of humidity and heat. Not that it necessarily reached record highs or anything. It's just it just didn't quit.
0: Exactly. It stayed hot and humid for so many days. Uh, during that time, I think it's safe to say we abandoned our principle that we had announced that we would try to get by with no air conditioning at all.
1: How many times? We did
0: use the air conditioner. Certainly used it when we had company. And in addition, there were probably 10, 12 days when we used the air conditioner and the dehumidifier together for an hour and a half or so in the middle of the day. And so that ended up being a little change from what we had expected, but also not that energy-consuming because, you know, you run a little window air conditioner and a dehumidifier for an hour and a half, you're not using that much power. uses a lot less energy than trying to run a heat pump, say, or something like that. Right, and it was
2: such a small space that we had to cool down and so well-insulated that once you did get it cooled down, it stayed that way for a while. And then once we got into the evening hours, especially... Even during the really brutal time, once the sun went down and the place had a chance to cool off and we had a nice fan, ceiling fan going, we were really fine every night. We never had to run the air conditioning at night.
0: And we, uh, it was very comfortable other than that in the middle of the day. Comfortable for us humans, less comfortable for your furniture.
2: Yes, I would agree.
0: Uh, We ended up having, I would say, the most vexing challenge was not our comfort or our guests' comfort; it was mildew forming on the furniture, forming on clothing, forming on books, and forming. (laughs) You had envelopes in your desk in the apartment, and the envelopes, you know, the flaps stuck together, and that sort of problem. So, yeah, it was uh, it was difficult. We think we have a tentative solution that is that we're going to keep the apartment open to the air as much as possible and only close it up for those short bursts of time when we need to turn on the air conditioning. I think that'll have a big impact on reducing the the humidity and therefore the mildew.
2: I do too, and I think what we learned, a lot of the mildew problems happened before we got the dehumidifier, and if the only time the apartment's closed up is when we're running the dehumidifier and the air conditioner, that should, you know, be that should certainly obviate the problem. But we hope that um, we've learned from that so that we won't repeat that mistake next year.
0: And we also have to bear in mind that the summertime temperatures we are experiencing now may be mild in relation to the ones we experience 15 years from now because we're thoroughly convinced that anthropogenic global warming is happening. We humans are causing the earth to be warmer and warmer and as a result it's going to be warmer in the south as well.
2: That's right. So um, we think that that, that's the main answer, I guess, to your question is how we got through the summer. Um, The fall has been great so far. We've loved it. And um, we have had a drought here this year. So in a sense that we haven't had as much of the humidity and um, the uh, mildew challenge in the fall as we might during a wetter fall. So we'll have to address that When and if that presents itself.
0: Yeah, wouldn't that be a nice problem to have right now? As a little wetter fall, but it's just been a terrible drought here in central Alabama. We're just so bone dry.
2: Right, and that's something I think you'll talk about in a few minutes as far as watering the compost. (laughs) Um, So maybe we should move on, though, for the sake of time, to talking a little bit about what has changed in the last year. Um, We made some changes in how we... uh, See ourselves living there because at first we were, we had this little apartment built in the barn and thought of that. That when we built a house on the house, what we called the house site at the time, that we would just let the barn apartment be a little guest residence when people came to visit, or maybe an office for you. And now we've decided we can actually live in that little apartment most of the time very efficiently in in ways that we've talked about over the last year in the podcast. And let what we build that's larger be a lodge, be something that that's the only time we really open that up and have to heat and cool it is when we have guests.
0: And when we did that, we made me the envy of every man I know. <laughs> I don't you know, whenever I bring this up and I talk about how we're going to be living, the invariable response from men is, My wife would never agree to that. So grateful. And-
2: And what I would like to tell their wives is, I mean, I like a big house as much as anybody. What we're envisioning is when I'm ready to entertain, which is what most, I can't speak for all women or even most women, what I can say is when I'm wanting to entertain, well, I do like to have a lot of space, but I will have that for my entertaining. I don't necessarily need a lot of space for just rattling around on a daily basis and certainly as far as cleaning it. Why would I want to clean more space? Uh, I'll clean the lodge when I need to. And um, if I need to cover the furniture when we're not using it, you know, whatever I need to do to to keep my workload down, um, you know, I don't see any problem with that.
0: And uh, moving on down the list of things that have changed, when we uh, realized how important it was for us to honor our teaching function here at Longleaf Breeze, we briefly considered adding a fourth principle that we are always teaching and always learning. You remember that? Yes, I do. And uh, I I think we decided that although we are always teaching and always learning, it didn't rise to the level of something that required a change in our three principles, so we left them alone.
2: I think that makes sense. And uh, one thing that stimulated the teaching and learning idea is something that we hadn't thought about this time last year, was, for one thing, this time last year, we didn't know that we would be in the Master Gardener program right now. And we are learning so much from that. We've, we're we certainly on a learning curve, but then anybody who tries a new venture is on a learning curve. Um, the teaching part, and that was kind of in the back of my mind, I know, when we started, because I'm a teacher. I've been a college professor for 30 years and um, recently retired. So i, I Still, think about outreach to the community, outreach to service learning programs and, and students, and finding ways that we can help educate other people about uh, living sustainably.
0: The other thing that has changed, or another thing that has changed, is the orchard. If you remember, and it is hard to remember a year ago, but a year ago, our idea of the orchard was a maybe eight, ten trees.
2: Right, it was pretty modest.
0: And it's not modest anymore. Uh, We we really haven't put a number on it yet, but we expect the orchard's going to get a whole lot bigger by the time this is over.
2: And we're having fun dreaming and scheming about it right now, and we hope by the time we have another anniversary, second birthday of the podcast, we'll have uh, a lot more trees out there.
0: So we're talking about a lot more clearing and many more trees and adding drip irrigation. All of which will take a lot of time and it will be slow building, but we think it's going to be a lot of fun over the years.
2: Yeah, I I agree. And a lot of our inspiration from that has come from not only from our brother Dave Gray, who has a beautiful expanded orchard at his property, but also our visits to Petals from the Past and tours that we've made with Dr. Arlie Powell. Um, We've got some ideas about, for example, um, Asian fruit trees, Asian pear trees, and the like from him.
0: And the whole idea of trellising these fruit trees comes from Arlie Powell, and um, we think that will change the character of the orchard pretty dramatically.
2: That's right. Um, I think another thing that's changed is we finally got our deer fence up. We um, actually, Woo! yeah, and Adrian, Adrian helped us complete that task, so uh, she was there from from the get go, in fact, you helped us measure when we first set it out. You saw the beginning and the ending of it, really, didn't you?
1: I did, I did. When you were getting ready to order everything, and and then when when it was, I mean, I came in right at the end, so I got lucky. I was able to help with the finishing touches. I mean, you guys worked your butts off on those. You worked your dear butts off on those. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs>
0: And what's fascinating to me is to go back and listen to those early podcasts and hear how much whining we were doing about the deer. I mean, every week we were talking about the deer ate this and the deer damaged that. And it's nice to be able to put that behind us.
2: It really is. Um, we, and we do know that deer are in abundance on our property. We see them a lot, but they are not so far, I'm knocking on the table as we speak, uh, getting into the inside of the fence.
0: Uh, Another thing that has changed during this year is our clarification of roles. Uh, I was slowly going insane trying to be a lawyer and a farmer, and you and I agreed that you would become the farmer-in-chief and I would become the hired help. So I focus on my legal practice as the primary responsibility that I have, and you focus on the farm as your primary responsibility.
2: That's right, and uh, the power has gone to my head. What can I say? <laughs> uh, I, you, um, obviously, you you've kind of taken the lead on the fruit though in the orchard more than I have. Um, it, you know, so I think don't delegate me too much power there. And certainly, pruning you're the you're the pruner in chief, and I'm really happy to let you have that role. But as far as deciding what seed to plant, in a sense, where to plant it, you know, what plants to buy, um, I, I I do that. And I take credit or blame where it where it
1: belongs, you know.
0: <laughs> and nowadays, it's more credit than blame. I'm very pleased with our progress here in the fall.
1: Yeah, nice. you guys have done amazing things. It looks great. Thanks. Yeah, you had some of our watermelon yesterday, didn't you, Adrian? I for did. It was <laughs> delicious.
0: So. Um, Something else. Now, did you have a question, Love? You I
1: did. Talking? Well, based on it has to do with what we were talking about before, but based on specifically the your experiences this summer with the the structure of the apartment when you're building the lodge, would you change anything about the main apartment of the lodge? Um, you know, you you have like the air system and everything, um, the 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 wood burning stove and you know, tiny windows. Yeah,
0: I think I can answer that if you want me to, Um, because this one probably is one of those areas that is sort of Lee's primary rather than Amanda's primary. Okay. There are a couple of things that we are changing for the lodge. One, we figured out that this design we've done works better in cold weather than in warm weather. So as we tinker and tweak we're tweaking more to things that will help us be comfortable in cold weather and less things that will be com- that keep us comfortable in, um, I'm sorry, I did it reverse. You got that backwards. Mm-hmm. For things that will help us be comfortable when it's hot rather than things that will help us be comfortable when it's cold. Well, you want
1: to be comfortable for both.
0: Certainly. But my point is the place we designed for the barn is just cozy as a tick on a rug. Mm-hmm. in the wintertime and a little warm in the summertime. So what we're trying to do is figure out what can, how can we tweak this so that it's more comfortable in the summertime, even at the expense of making it a little harder to keep warm in the wintertime. And a couple of the things we're doing is I think we'll probably inch the windows up a couple of inches okay. to keep the sun out a little longer we'll probably add a little more ventilation per square foot with those stack windows to increase the ventilation. Okay. We're adding windows on the north side of the structure naturally not not because we we had to do a design change but the lodge has living space on the north wall unlike the um, barn. Right. And having windows on the north side of the space In effect, having windows on all four walls of the space will help us enhance that ventilation, we think. Okay. Now let me think if there's anything else we're talking about. doing. What will
1: you do to avoid the mildew?
0: Beats me. Other than more ventilation.
2: Ventilation and uh, there was some sort of a cooling system that you talked about. In there.
0: Well, yeah, we're talking about a mini-split heat pump for the lodge in contrast to the window unit and dehumidifier for the barn. But we certainly don't anticipate that the heat pump's going to be used most of the time. Most of the time, we're going to have to get by without it.
2: So. Right. I'll just have to monitor, I think, and keep the um, apartment, the, the airflow going through there. Do you think uh, that would make a difference?
0: I do. I, I do think that'll help.
2: And I think another thing we talked about was the overhang on the, um, that came, you mentioned the window placement, but also you said something about you'd like to have the roof line hang over a little bit more to keep the sun out longer.
0: I did. I'd forgotten about that. I said I would love for our pole barn roof to extend another two or three inches beyond where the barn roof extends. So.
2: And one thing I've learned from, okay, great. that we probably learned from any building is just on the window size, because we put a little small funky window in our bathroom, keep it standard. Because there was a type of blinds that I wanted to get for that, and I couldn't get it because it was an atypical window. Oh, okay. so I think I'll check and make sure I've got a standard window size before ordering the windows. To you know, for whatever kind of blinds, there's some vertical blinds that I want to get, and um,
1: that's a small thing. But it's yeah, you know, something. Well, to the, that's the problem with the bathroom is that there's no privacy, right? Yes, That's what you're saying. Well, that's why I have to have blinds in there. Exactly. Yeah. That's my, that's my point. You need blinds you need for blinds. when there are guests out on the porch, exactly. which looks right into the bathroom. Yeah. For those who don't know,
2: which won't be a factor for the the bathrooms um, in the lodge, but we want to make sure that all the bedrooms and the bathrooms have blinds. Um, so anyway, a minor because the plan is to yeah. have the whole family there at some point. Absolutely, Grand-kids and everything. Yeah. So With we'd Mama's like to have studio. Bathroom. Yeah, and Mama's studio. That's right. That's been added.
1: Grandmere. <laughs>
2: Was there anything you wanted to say uh, about our, uh, just a little bit of a progress report like we'd normally do with our um, weekly podcast about the compost? Why don't
0: we say that and we'll talk about the compost next week because we are out of time.
2: Yeah, that's true. And I hate to have, hate to, have to end it, but um, we wish you a good week and we hope that uh, we'll be talking to you this same time next year for our second birthday. Thanks for hanging with us.
1: You've been listening to Longleaf Breeze with Lee and Amanda Borden. We'd love to hear from you. You can call the farm at 334-625-8682. Send email to letters at longleafbreeze.com. Our address is P.O. Box 780446, Tallahassee, Alabama 36078. Visit us at longleafbreeze.com to learn more about the farm, to browse our archive, and to look over our planting database. You can also read the daily farm log, check in with Lee and Amanda, and talk with other listeners. That's longleafbreeze.com. Thanks for listening. See you next week.